continue um, loving you, loving you throughout all your days on earth um, until he returns and your soul is connected with your body. You will love him face to face for all eternity. He wants your whole well, hello. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Hi, I'm Larry Hansen. Hi, and I'm Vernell Hansen. And you know what? We got to not look at us. We got to look at the camera. <laughs> Hi, I'm Larry Hansen. Hi, I'm Vernell Hansen. And we just want to be with you really in person, but at least we can be with you in, in this technology world like this. Because during this time, we are really in uncharted waters and everything's so unexpected. We have no idea how this is going to end, really. But it's so good each Sunday to be with you in God's Word. And I uh, appreciate so much how the sermons and everything that's happening, uh, just how God is even talking to us in our own mess, in our own time at home with each other. Today, we had the verse, uh, Ephesians 6.10, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of him and his might. Um, we love you all, and we're looking forward to all of us being together soon. See you. Bye-bye. Hi, church family. I really miss you, and I'm looking forward to when we get to meet again in the new church. Some of us have a little peek once in a while, and it looks great. It is With this staying home, is kind of hard on us people who are used to being out doing things for people or with people or with a team. And sometimes you feel like being all by yourself, you're not doing much. But there's a verse that has been given to me and I've had it a long time and needed it a long time from Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the heavens. I will be exalted in the earth. Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Al Nagel. I'm one of the elders here at the church. And uh, we want to just wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. It's a fun day today, and just uh, we just want to honor all those moms and, and all that you do for, for us. Um, I don't know what we'd do without a mom. <laughs> Very grateful for the mother I had and, um, and what she did in my life. Um, and also, I just want to take uh, a minute. This week, I, I was talking to an individual, and um, they, they asked me the question. They said, you know, we never are at church, at church anymore. And he says, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to give to the church anymore because I'm never there. And um, so I just wanted to address that real, real briefly. Um, number one, you certainly can drop by a check at the office, and, and Julie would be here to take that and, and get it submitted for you. Another option that I found to be really kind of a nice feature is uh, if you go to our website, uh, there's a giving tab that you can click on and you can set up either a one-time payment or even better yet, an ongoing payment. And it could be every week, every month, every bi-weekly or however you like it to be. But um, that's, uh, that's just a really, I found it to be a really nice way to, to make sure it gets done on a timely basis. and. Uh, so we just want to encourage you uh, that that's an option for you. So with that, if you join me in prayer, um, we just want to take a few minutes to, to thank the Lord for what he's doing in, in our congregation. 
Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much today, especially for the moms and, and uh, for what they mean to each of us. Lord, we, we, are, we are so grateful for the many acts of kindness and guidance that they have given each of us throughout our lives. Lord, I also think about those that desire to be moms, and that hasn't happened yet for them. Lord, I pray for them as well. Um, that if it be your will, that they could experience being a mom. Lord, I thank you for, for each of our members here at the church. And, and uh, I ask that you'd be with each person and each family as we navigate this new normal. And hopefully it's not a normal for very long. Lord, we pray for wisdom for our leaders and... Um, and Lord, I just ask that you would use each of us right where we are as to how we can reach the lost and encourage one another. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to serve you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. My soul praise him for he is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear now to his temple draw near. Praise him in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord who wore all things so wondrously reigned. Shelters thee under his wings, yea, so gently sustained. Hast thou not seen how thy desires there have been? Granted in what he ordained.
so glad to be here and share with you this morning. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, Mother's Day is a, a fun time in our home. Um, springtime lands up with a lot of birthdays and my first daughter Willow was actually born on Mother's Day so every Mother's Day brings back that that memory of Kelsey becoming a mother uh, for the first time and it's it's a wonderful time to remember God's goodness uh, to us with um, motherhood and what that brings into our lives. So I, uh, I picked the passage today on um, what would bring um, glory to God in mothering and what would help us to bring the love of God into our homes. So the passage is Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9. Um, it's a wonderful passage. God is bringing his people um, out of the wilderness into the border of what will be their new home. Uh, so God's about to bring them over, but he really wants to address what's going on in their hearts. And what goes on in their hearts will really affect their home. And while as they moved into their land, if their hearts aren't right with him, uh, everything in the land is going to go poorly. So I want this uh, passage is really similar to us as we move into our new building and be excited for new opportunities that it provides. Um, we really need to get our homes right and have um, the love of God flowing out of our hearts and into our homes. So let me read the passage. Uh, it's in Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9. It says, uh, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So the big idea here is that Christians should so love God that his love fills our homes. And what is valued and what is treasured in a home will eventually uh, pour out of a home. My mother was a, a very gifted distance runner. She uh, ran long distance at Winona State um, University. So when I was in high school, it wasn't that odd that I really got involved in track and through her encouragement, uh, through her cheering me on on the finish line, I really excelled 
in that. So uh, in track, so when you love something, you always kind of pass on your passions and you transmit your treasures. So here you can see that we are, we are passing on our love to God to those who are in our home. Now with loving God, um, loving someone is connected to knowing them. So it's Mother's Day and I encourage all the guys here to go get flowers for your wife um, and encourage her in being a mom. Uh, so if you did that, if your wife's name was Jill and you got her some flowers, you got her the best chocolates and you got her a huge gift and you really wanted to pile it on this year so you get another gift and you bring it home and you present it to your wife and look her in the eye and say, um, your wife Jill, and you say, Oh, Martha, I love you so much. Thank you for being a mother to our kids. She's not going to have any of that. No amount of flowers can help you here. You've dropped the ball. You forgot her name. This is so important. So if you, uh, same thing with God. If you forget God's name, you forget who he is, there's not a real relationship there. And uh, God wants us to get his name right. He's jealous for his name. Um, so that's how this passage starts out. Uh, everything, the structure of this passage is based on verse 4. If we don't have verse 4, the whole thing just falls apart. Um, so let's read first verse 4 and dive into who God is. Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So why does it say Lord twice? It's kind of weird. Um, why is it in all caps um, in your Bible? And the reason is that word Lord represents the word Yahweh. Yahweh means I am. And God gave this name, Yahweh, um, the I am to Moses when he introduced himself to Moses to give him a name for himself. Uh, it's in Exodus 3, uh, verse 14. God says to Moses, I am who I am. Uh, and say to this people of Israel, I am sent me to you. So I am is an exclusive statement. It means God just is. Um, there never was a point where there wasn't God. There never will be a point where God will stop. God just is. And that's an exclusive statement because everything anywhere has a beginning and an end. All people, all creatures have a starting point and they have an ending point. So when we look at it, so, okay, he just is, uh, Yahweh is, what does it mean that the Lord is one? What does that mean? And again, this is an exclusive statement, that there is no one like Yahweh. There's no God like Yahweh. There's no um, spiritual power like Yahweh. Anything that tries to stand up and claim is, is false. So this is an exclusive uh, statement. And God likes to be exclusive about himself. And he did this when he sent his son Jesus in the new Testament uh, to save us from our sins. Uh, Acts 4 verse 12 says, and there is no salvation, uh, there is salvation in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And God did this same thing. He made his salvation exclusive in the name of 
Jesus. There's no other name that you can uh, be saved by. So uh, God does this um, that we would know him and that we would hear his voice and know who he is. This is a loving thing. And so love um, builds off of hearing God's voice and God's word. Uh, just as a baby in its mother's womb uh, knows, his, knows his mom by her voice, the first thing a baby hears is his mom speaking, is his mom talking. And a baby delights in hearing um, mom. So I have a little baby boy. He's three months, and he tolerates me, gives me some smiles, but if mom's around, he immediately wants to leave me, leave this guy, this dude, and go to mom and be close to her. Why? Because from the moment he could hear anything, he heard his mom. And that's the same way with God. If we know God's voice and we know his word, we know the one where we come from, um, we can focus on loving him. So the second passage, uh, the second verses here, um, Focus on us loving God with all that we are. Uh, I'll start in verse 6 and, uh, sorry, verse 5 and read verse 6. Uh, you can follow along with me. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. So God is very exclusive when it comes to people. He, uh, sorry, God is very exclusive when it comes to himself. Um, he wants his name to be known, wants to define exclusively who he is, and he's very inclusive when it comes to people. He wants all people to come to know him and love him and receive his salvation. And he's very inclusive when it comes to who we are. He wants us to love him with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our might. So let's dive in into what that means. Um, uh, what does it mean, the heart? Well, God wants the heart of you, the very uh, core of you. He wants your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, and he wants, in verse 6, these words to be on your heart. Now, the question is, how do you, how do you get God's word on your heart? And so in the Old Covenant, um, they would do their heart. Uh, they would, um, verse 8 says, they would, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So they would bind up God's word on their hands and on their head, and they would try to remember God's word. Well, the good news is, is when Christ came into the world, uh, when he saves you and forgives you from your sin, the Holy Spirit comes and washes your heart and lives in your heart and writes God's words on your heart. Uh, the prophet Jeremiah talks about this kind of new covenant that we're experiencing now. Um, he says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I shall write it on their hearts, and they shall, uh, I will be their God, and they shall be my people." So because God writes um, his word on our hearts, um, we can love God with our whole heart. So um, moving on from heart to soul, what, it, 
soul is kind of hard to define, and it's good for us to define it biblically rather than by our culture. Now, the word for soul is nephesh, which means soul or life. And that first pops up in Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verses 7. Uh, it says, uh, The Lord formed man from out of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, or nephesh. Uh, and then he became a living, that's the word to nephesh, creature. Um, so the idea is God wants you to love him with all your soul, all your life, your whole life. From the moment that you were saved in Christ, believing in him, he wants you to continue and persist on in loving him. Even after your life here on earth is over, you will continue to love him with your whole life when he raises your soul and your body back together from the dead. And he will join you together and he will be in a perfect loving relationship with you. Um, so keep on loving God. Don't stop even when seasons get hard. So in motherhood, there's different seasons between young babies and empty nesting. Right now, me and Kelsey are in um, a season of having uh, a young child who wakes us up in the middle of the night and has a lot of interruptions for our day. And we uh, could just throw in the towel. I will stop reading God's word. I'll stop praying. I'll pick it up later um, when this baby gets older. Um, so that's not what God wants in this passage. He wants us to continue loving him. So I would encourage mothers, um, depending on where you are and what season you are, continue to love the Lord. Now, it may look different than previous seasons, your walk with the Lord. You may have to tweak it a little bit. Um, it may have to be less time, depending on how busy you are, but you need to keep loving the Lord. Um, and so for maybe you've wanted a child and you're in a season where uh, God is not opening the door uh, to you being a mother. And I just want to encourage you in this season, keep on loving the Lord and lay down your heart before him. God says uh, that he is near to the brokenhearted, that he saves the crushed in spirit. So lay out your heart before him. Um, and then lastly, the word is, so we got heart, all of our internal, who we are, what we think about, our whole life, where we're going, what we're going to be. Um, God wants us to love him with all that. And lastly is our might. And this is all of our skill and our energy. And God demands to us to love him with all of our gifts and um, anything that would flow out of our heart. Uh, so we spend most of our energy and most of our time and our skills uh, at home. And in the same way, our heart comes out mostly when we are at home. And that's where this passage flows to next. So the first place that we need to love God um, is in our homes. So verse 7 picks this up. You shall teach them diligently to your kids, and you shall talk of them when you sit in the, your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Um, so teach them diligently means kind of structured, um, formal time, maybe helping your kids memorize 
verses, um, reading Bible verses and, and teaching to them, but then talking about them means that it's also, it's also a discussion. It should be a back and forth. It's not just something you memorize and then you shut the book and you go on with your life, but you uh, bring God's word into every moment. So kids ask great questions like, how did we get here? Why did this bad thing happen? Um, what causes this? And in that, you need to answer with God's word. You need to be able to uh, feed them with his word. Um, and so how do you do that? How, how do you bring in God's word, his love into your home? Well, Donald Whitney, uh, he wrote a couple of books on personal spiritual disciplines. And then these are kind of his principles for family worship. I like to call them uh, home worship because it doesn't matter whether you uh, are single or you're married and have no kids. If you're married and have kids, uh, if you're empty nesters, um, you have a home. You have a place where you lie your head and your home should be filled with God's love. So how do you do that? Um, the first one is God's word. Um, and the second one is to pray. And then the next one is to sing. So let's dive into God's word. Um, read God's word in your home, uh, especially at the table. Um, keep it short. Keep it um, um, small with who's ever at your table uh, to share God's word. I, I wouldn't suggest coming up with a big study to do at the table, but just share what God's leading on your heart, what you're seeing in his word, or just open up a passage of scripture, look at it and ask, what does this mean? How does this apply to us? And just dive into it. Um, I think a great strategy for uh, especially kids, little kids, is doing this over dessert. Kids love sugar. I, they ask for sugar every day in my house. So if I put out dessert in front of them, I know that they are still, they're not going to attack each other. They're going to uh, at least be somewhat present in what I'm saying. So I just, I just read the word and um, I think it really brings positive memories around God's word. Um, verse uh, Psalm 119 verse 103 says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Uh, so just bring in positive um, memories. And the good thing about doing this as a discipline is that if someone comes into your home, um, you invite someone over, you can say, hey, this is kind of what I do consistently. I just read God's word for a little bit. Would you mind doing that uh, with me? This is just kind of what I do when I eat. Um, and it's an easy way to share God's word with people that you're having over. Uh, the second one is pray. So um, pray with your family. And the, the verse here just gives us just great instruction on it. It says, um, when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So the verse isn't spelling out just this giant prayer time to, to do, but just little moments when you're transitioning, when you're getting to your car, when you wake up in the morning, when you eat breakfast, when your kids go to school or when you pick them up to school or on your commute, fill these little tiny transitions with prayer. Hey, before your kid gets out of the car, can I pray for you today? Um, love on them, pray for them, encourage them, send them on their way. And this will really uh, change things um, for your home and um, 
help you to uh, fill up your home with God's uh, love without adding any kind of big, big changes. Just sprinkle into these little moments. Um, the last one is sing. Now, singing is super powerful. Um, I'm not necessarily a great singer. If you see me up here, mic'd up, singing, don't come tackle me, drag me off, throw me in the audience. I don't, I shouldn't be singing in front of people. My, uh, my kids really remind me of this when I'm singing. They usually kind of overpower me and make sure that I'm not the main person singing. But singing gets stuck in your head. Songs get stuck in your head. Um, and at any moment, you can use a hymn or God's word to really encourage your heart. Um, I remember uh, in high school, I had a passion for history. I took every history class that Altoona High School had to offer. But today, if you gave me those tests, I would fail. I wouldn't get a single question right. But if you put on um, any kind of alternative rock music, uh, any type of music that I was listening in that day, I immediately know the lyrics and I can belt them out to you in a very terrible voice. Um, and that's the power of song. It's just stuck in your head. So I would just encourage you throughout your day, put on Spotify, put on worship music. Um, before your kids go to bed, sing a little verse of um, nothing but the blood of Jesus, just a little hymn like that, or uh, Amazing Grace, just so that they have God's word on, in their hearts. And hum it sometimes throughout your day. It's a little corny, it's a little cheesy, but it brings God's word into um, their minds. And I think a beautiful picture of this is um, when, um, was, is Kelsey's my wife's uh, grandmother, Rose. Now, Grandma Rose, she was uh, a mother of three, a grandmother uh, to 12. She was a pastor's wife and a piano teacher, and she loved hymns. She loved hymns. She loved the piano. She loved to sing, but she got early Alzheimer's um, and was with her husband for a while, and her mind slowly faded, and she got to the point where some days she didn't even remember her own husband. So she had to go into a memory unit, um, into a home. And uh, while she was there, uh, she would find her way over to the piano and she would play. She would play these old hymns and she would immediately know the words. They were right there with her. Why? Because song is powerful. And she uh, would sing and this would be a way that she would share the gospel with people. She can't remember anyone's name, but she would just simply ask people, do you know Jesus um, while she was at the piano? And it just shows you that song is completely powerful for sticking with our hearts and lifting our mood and helping us to get God's word um, on our heart. So um, Highland Community Church, I, we just have such a privilege to know God. He has given us his name. He um, dearly loves us um, and wants us to respond in love in return. Um, and through his love, we can fill our homes with um, worship, with song, with prayer, and that will affect the next generation. What affects um, me, I have more memories of me being 18 and younger, 
under than I do me being when I was at college or me being graduated. Why? Because those are the moments that really uh, shape people. And so I want, want to encourage you mothers to uh, press into knowing God and to loving Him and um, bringing um, this love into your homes. And I want to encourage all of us that our homes would be a light of the gospel to those um, around us. And who we are in our home will affect us as we leave our home and as we transition into our new church building. Um, why don't I pray for us and um, I'll send this out. So, Father, I thank you uh, for your word. I thank you that you're so loving and kind to show us um, who you are, um, who you want us to worship. Help us to love you with all of our hearts, um, with our whole lives, and anything that we find our hands doing the skills that you have given us. Father, I pray that you bless moms. Um, it's in, it can be very discouraging to be a mom at times, but encourage them, Father, to um, continue to press on, continue um, to pour the love of God into their homes. And uh, I pray, uh, Father, that you would be with everyone now as we're separated and apart from one another, that our homes would be a place where we uh, grow in your love and that we would be different um, when we come back into this building. Um, for the first time. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things. We will say together. We He is the Lord our God. We are not consumed by the flood. Upheld, protected, gathered up. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things. We will say together, we will feast and weep no more. In the dark of night, before the dawn, my soul be not afraid for the promised morning. Oh, how long, oh God of Jacob, be my strength. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing. With our hearts restored, He has done great things. We will say together, we will feast and weep no more. Every vow we've broken, 